Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 280 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Who wants to hear Zeke speak? Better rest of the fans. Uh, Ezekiel? Uh, uh, I love his gimmick, dude. That is the funniest shit ever. Elias and Ezekiel, dude, when he the lie detector test, that to me that that's great. That was the, the best thing this guy's done. I haven't seen a, a damn thing. I didn't I still didn't even go back and watch any WrestleMania. Not even Stone Cold. I I'm just shocked. that's that's how much I just don't care anymore. It just doesn't grab me anymore. That's I have compl- crazy. Like, I'm watching more wrestling than you are right now. Do you know what it is? I think I think it's because you got burned out. You got burned out. I'm I am a serial obsessive. Like when I get into something, you know that I'm like yeah. hard into it. And in. I go so hard for so long that when I'm over it, I'm yeah. so over it. You I'll get back eventually. I'll get back eventually. But I just did a little math. And if we don't skip an episode 20 weeks from now, episode 300 will be Labor Day week. Oh, crap. Thursday, September 8th is when we would record. So that is uh, that is two, a month and two weeks after our sixth birthday, seventh birthday, seventh birthday, sixth birthday, seventh. I think we're. On, I think it's six. seventh. No, six. <laughs> right, 2016. Dude, I don't 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Sixth birthday. Yeah, yeah, it'll be six years a month before our 300th episode. So there you go. There's that, ladies and gentlemen. Episode number 280 coming at you hot. We are recording. On April 21st, 2022 at 821 p.m. That's exciting. And we got a big show for you today. We've been looking forward to this one since the pandemic started. We have been looking forward to doing this very episode because we, after our picks of the week and trivia, get to give you our season premiere impressions, spoiler free, of the final season of Better Call Saul. And what a ride it's going to be. And what a ride it started off as. So definitely, definitely excited to talk about that. We'll talk about Invincible and Netflix and The Batman. We will break down Thor, Love and Thunder's debut teaser trailer impressions there. We have some Across the Spider-Verse news, some Streets of Rage news, but not in gaming. Um, The unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, in gaming, Sam will take over. We're going to talk a lot about Sega tonight, which is amazing. And like old retro games, which is cool. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles got the opposite of delayed. You always like to see that, especially in, in, in this economy with the gas prices. Yeah. I'm with the price again. And then we have a, a music story and then our top three before Sam brings us home this weekly water. Our top three is not going to be in music though. It's going to be one of those random ones, but I didn't think of a better place to put it till the end. Um, it's going to be our top three favorite places. We want to go on vacation, but never have been yet. In honor we of, will. We in will. In, 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 I'm not. I'm my number one. No chance. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going on vacation next week. So we will have an episode for you next week. We're recording it back to back tonight. So expect episode 281 next week, but on Monday. So you're going to get an episode Friday as normal. You're going to get an episode Monday. We're going to do an episode Monday and not our normal release day, because if we dropped it on Thursday or Friday, it would be very, very moot. It would be old news because we're doing our spoiler review of the first two episodes of Better Call Saul, which the third episode comes out Monday night. So if we do our 
review for the first two episodes after episode three. <laughs> what the hell? Four days after episode three, much less. So just be warned that next week's episode 281 will be on Monday. So you're going to get two episodes from us in a span of four days. That's exciting. When you get that episode in your feed, I will be two hours into my trip to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So we are taking yeah, long drive. Long we're drive. taking the nine and a half hour drive with an eight month old and a three year old. So it's more like 13 hours with all the rest stops and my IBS. I can't eat until six o'clock at night, but Jeez. we're taking the drive. We're taking Good the drive. Goodness, we're going to leave at four o'clock in the morning. And we're going to drive down. I, I release episodes at 5 a.m. So when this episode releases, just know I'm in the car driving, weeping <laughs> to Myrtle Beach, listening to Coco Melon and the Encanto soundtrack. That's what I will be doing with my time. <laughs> uh, let's get into it, Sam. Let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. Picks of the week. I'm back. I'm watching Docs again. And season two of Animals dropped. I remember this was, I think, last year was my pick of the week or maybe earlier in the year when I got to it was season one of animals. They dropped the first four was big cats, dogs, marsupials, and octopus season two. We got apes, birds of prey, bears, and dolphins. And I'm a sucker for docs. Netflix. They have it down pat apes. Who was it narrated by? Of course it's Andy circus. Got to give Netflix kudos. They kind of, he was with planet of the apes movies. Bam. You got Andy circus. Birds of Prey, who do you got? You got Anthony Mackie. He played Falcon. Makes sense. Would have been better hey. if it was Margot Robbie since the Birds of Prey movie, but, you know, whatever. Could have been. Could have been. Could have uh, been. Bear- Could have been. Bears? Been. Okay. Who, who do you think did Bears? Bear Grylls. That would have been That would have been right on the nose, but no, it is David Harbour. Okay. Ah, he wrestles bears in the MCU. So, yeah, so, you know, it kind of works. And for Dolphins, it was Uzo Aduba from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. I've uh-huh. never seen that show, so you would know that character. But I'm, I'm a sucker for Doc. My favorite one was Birds of Prey. When you're watching a falcon dive 240 miles per hour just to his prey, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I, I truly, I am a sucker. Anything animal docs. Uh, the first season, you had Brian Cranston. Pedro Pascal, Rashida Jones, Rebel Wilson. In season two, they still brought you know the A-listers there for season two of the next batch of animals. I w- I hope this continues because it was only four episodes. Each episode is like forty three minutes. Again, my least favorite was the dolphins. It was the last one, but I you had me at apes and just kind of everything that what they go through and actually how intelligent they actually are, even though they throw feces at each other. So how intelligent can they be? But for what they've shown, I was a sucker for it. I, I'm ready to dive back for more. If season three dropped next week, I would finish the shit out of it. I would like if they talked about wolves or something like that. Maybe they're saving that for season three. But if you're an animal lover on Netflix, check out Animals. Um, just real quick, Miss Aduba plays Crazy Eyes. For those who have watched Orange is the New Black, she's like arguably the best character. Yeah, Suzanne Crazy Eyes. I even made the note and I didn't even say it. Yeah, she's arguably the best character. Um I'm going to go to HBO for my pick of the week. And just like you, it's a documentary. But my documentary is about skateboarding. And it is Tony Hawk until the wheels fall off. Came out, what, two, three weeks ago now. Uh, So it's relatively new. 
um, two. It's over two hours, which was crazy. Right now, currently, it's got eight an eight point one out of ten rating on IMDb, and it's got all the things you would expect in a Tony Hawk documentary. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. But like Stacy Peralta, Rodney Mullen, Lance Mountain, Mike McGill, um, Bucky doesn't talk, but Bucky's in there just for you. What's Bucky not even talking on nothing? Like they might not have asked them. Who knows? Christian Hassoy, Steve Caballero, the, the entire old Bones Brigade. And so um, Metacritic 75. So a good passable doc. I, I've seen every skateboarding doc probably ever made, at least the, the big budget ones. I've seen, I don't know, a couple hundred skate videos, like actual old school skate videos in my life. I, I You know, skateboarding is just ingrained in me, even though I can't do it anymore. And uh, this was a good one. This wasn't my favorite um, because I've just seen the Tony Hawk story a bunch of times. I was hoping for a little bit more of him older. Um, and that's where I thought the until the wheels fall off thing. It was just really like following his life. It did his personal life a little bit, which was neat. Um, and like a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Like how he just blew his money. But like he was 16, he bought a house at the behest of his father, which he, you know, said was a smart investment, but that was about it. The rest of it, he just blew all the money in the world and just felt like a piece of shit. Like it it was cool because they go there a little bit, which was nice. It wasn't just about skateboarding, but it did do, you know, the story around the 900. And then he did the 900 again when he was, I think he was like 51. They'd show that. And so like it was cool. It was cool. They show his home life with his kids and making dinner and stuff. So you get a little bit different of a look into Tony Hawk. But if you've seen, excuse me, a Tony Hawk doc or a Bones Brigade doc or a Birdhouse doc, it's the stuff you've seen. But even just like a Lords of Dogtown esque thing, you know. Now Tony, what I forgot was Tony's dad was actually the one who created and organized skate contests as we know them now. And he had a very tumultuous relationship with his dad because the other kids who were skating would give Tony shit because like they said, like your dad runs this thing. Of course you win your daddy's, you know, and that was just a cool thing for him to have to overcome. And like, I know I wouldn't, I'm small. There's no way I would be able to do that. I'd be like, yeah, my dad is doing that. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting all the medals. It's all scam. It's a, <laughs> it's a big Ponzi scheme. Uh, but yeah, it was good. I, I get it. It's skateboarding just means the world to me. And so anytime I can dive back into that culture, and anytime, quite frankly, I can hear Rodney Mullen speak, I'm all in. And he has a pretty big speaking role. He's one of the probably three or four, besides Tony, biggest interviewers out there. Um, Peralta, Mullen, Hawk, and probably like Lance Mountain slash cab and it was just it was just cool to see uh yet again and and i like it i recommend it it's on hbo you could also watch it on hbo max tony hawk until the wheels fall off 9.5 for me 8.5 for you sam as we're moving to trivia a race to 11 win by two i don't have a chance to win this week but i do have a chance to be on the brink so i'm going to give you the question first see if you can catch up all right in stranger things What's Eleven's real first name? Oh, God, I don't remember. What is her name? What is her name? Eleven, eleven, eleven. Eleven, eleven. I don't know it. What are the answers? Jane Terry 
Holly or Becky? Jane. Correct. Yeah, I figured if I'd hear it, God damn it. That is not. I would have liked to tie it up there. I ain't going to lie. It is 9.5 to 9. If I get it right without answers, that's 10.5 to 9. And then next week, or actually two weeks from now, 282, I would only need to do the uh, thing with the answers. So we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. All right. Here we go. How many episodes was Mr. Freeze in Batman the Animated Series? I have no idea. I'm going to need those answers. You have A3, B5, C7, D9. 3579? Yep. 3. You are correct. It's crazy. Which crazy? You think he'd be in like... No, no. The yeah. impact that Mr. Freeze had on three episodes tells you all you need to know about Mr. Freeze. He was a C villain before it, and after it, they literally Heart of Ice won a goddamn Emmy. Who uh, who played him in the show again? Didn't he passed away? Like, right, M- Michael Ansari. Yeah, he passed away. Yeah, he passed away. But three episodes. I just th- I I even me who loves the show just just seeing the three. I was I have to ask this question. So kudos to you for getting three. Um. What you said, Heart of Ice, Heart of Ice, Deep Freeze, and Cold Comfort were the three he was in. Huh, okay, yep. But Heart of Ice was the first one. That was the one that won the Emmy. Uh, what's what's that one about? I feel like I know it. Just how his uh, he was working for Ooh. Wayne Enterprises. He basically they he was it his origin? Bad freeze. Yeah, that was his origin, and then Mister Freeze kind of goes back to get revenge on the guy that. What was, what was the one with his wife? I mean, she's technically in all of them. Like, I thought that was Heart of Ice when she's like frozen. Yeah, so Heart of Ice. Yeah, so I mean, she's technically in all three, but Heart of Ice is the gotcha. first time you see her. Yeah, gotcha. So ten for me, nine for you. Race to eleven, exactly. win by two. I could technically win in on episode two eighty two next week. So, with that being said, let us let us get into it. We're going to start off with TV tonight, and it's about time we talk about. And it's going to be spoiler-free. Remember, Monday's episode will have all the spoilers. That's going to be the whole episode. We're just going to do Better Call Saul and then call it a day. So, um, But anyway, spoiler-free impressions. Season 6, the final season of Better Call Saul, episode 1 and 2. What would you think? You figure it's been two years since season 5 premiered. It's, I feel like it's been forever since it it's came. It's funny. Me and Kelly, we just finished the first season, so we're slowly catching back up. I. I don't think it could have started any better for me from both. Did you sides. watch it alone or did she watch six with no, you? She, she, she's not caught up yet. So no, this was just me solo. So I was just drawing in, you know, I didn't have to explain anything. So it was kind of good. I'm, I am glad that we rewatched the first season because of the family that was in the first season. I, I think I swear I might have forgot if I didn't rewatch it of who this family was. The kettle, uh, the, the, the kettle. I, I think I would have forgot. So I'm kind of glad I rewatched it. So everything was like so fresh to me and from both sides, from his side, from Nacho's side. So I was able to do a little juggling. Obviously, I want to be more where Nacho is. I mean, that's I mean, we texted before like I was like, Greg, how was it? you saw it before where you're like every time you see Nacho is intense and every second with him was tense was I, I didn't even want to breathe too loud. I guess I, I, I missed something. I, I they they 
again, the first episode was directed Peter Gold and this or Michael Morris directed the first one and Vince Gilligan directed the second one. I I, I, I want you to talk because I'm afraid I'm gonna say I'm gonna say too much. I <laughs> I I loved it. I mean, you know, I um I watched the show again. I caught up and Ashley had never watched it with me. She tried to watch me. She tried to watch episode one with me back when it actually premiered and she couldn't get there. Yeah. And so I said, okay, you know, we'll wait eight years. And we'll try again. And I had already watched it through twice. So I would have been on my yeah. third rewatch. And I said, you know, season six starts in April. Is there any chance, any chance at all that you would want to give this another shot? We really don't have anything going on right now. And she said, you know what? Yeah, let's try it again. So tried it. She fell in love with it and I'm loving it. And we actually, we caught up. So I'd seen it through three times now. And so I was ready and raring to go. And, um, we got to watch it and I, you know, every single time Nacho is on the screen, you just clench a little bit. You just clench. You don't breathe. Like you said, you just watch to make sure that you don't miss anything, you know, either set under someone's breath or, you know, because there is a lot of times where they talk very quietly or whisper. A lot of times it's in other languages. So you got to read the screen. You can't be looking down at your phone because you're going to miss some subtitles. And everything in that show has context. Everything in that show means something. They don't put stuff in that show for no reason. There's no Chekhov's gun, if, you know, theory there. If they have it in there, it's it's got meaning. Even down to H.G. Wells is the time machine. So, you know, it started off just just like I had hoped where uh, it was black and white and you think you're going to get a gene scene and then they flipped the script on you. We won't go into what mm-hmm. that is. And it was just a perfect way to transition six minutes. So it, it was it took its grand old time. I think Ash was a little over it because it was six minutes of that intro. Meanwhile, I'm scanning the screen looking for Easter eggs oh everywhere. God, Found them a plenty. And so uh, was loving that. Yeah. And um, you know how it end, how it ended. And everything, everything was an Easter egg. Everything. Yeah, it, and the 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 piece that ends the the opening mm-hmm. scene, you're, it tells you, okay, where is this character now? Da 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 da. And it was just all the theory mm-hmm. crafting in the world. And so, like, that's what I love about this show is because yes, we care about Saul Goodman, we care about Jimmy McGill, and that's the the main character of the show. But what this show has done so brilliantly is yes, it's got Gus Fring and Mike Ehrmantraut, and we know how they, you know, their arcs end in Breaking Bad. But what we don't know is Gene Takovic, which is a brand new character that this show technically introduces, albeit it is Saul Goodman um, slash Jimmy McGill. Now we have no idea where that story ends, and we're going to find out, which is just brilliant. I cannot wait. But then it introduces characters like Kim Wexler and Nacho Varga, even though technically Saul says his name in season two. And uh uh and lalo and and uh, howard hamlin and chuck mcgill and it just makes you care about these characters so much well, that selfishly you know happened to chuck <laughs> but i mean like they introduced yeah, him in bcs he wasn't in breaking bad and like it it uh it's almost crazy to think and as much as i love both storylines i care more about nachos than i do about jimmy and kim's right now and when Nacho wasn't on the screen, I was like, just go back to it. Just go back to it. Because I just wanted to feel that like, holy shit moment again. And these two episodes did not disappoint. Yeah. And you said yourself, like, every time it would go to Jimmy, like, I don't want to see Jimmy right now. I want Nacho. His story, it's, it's you're on the edge of your seat. 
and I, you feel for the guy. You know, you I, you know that Michael Mando deserves all the nominations. Just just already from these first two episodes, give him all the nominations. Yeah, the way he just actor. the way he just conveys like terror is wild. Like the way he breathes and sweats and looks, you're just like, oh my gosh. Yep. Every every single little thing, and you're looking around like every time I look at the screen, I'm looking for something, a little Easter egg. It's like you said, that first episode was six minutes where it ends. You're like, oh shit, you know exactly what that is. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh, and then uh-huh. you just you skip it, boom. Like I I love the the start of after Breaking Bad, and then it's whoop, nope, nope, back to Better Call. So I love the flip flopping, and I think they've done that every season. What the Gene stuff in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. So um. They, that I think that's why H.G. Wells' The Time Machine is in there is because they do a great job of going through three timelines now of, of pre, post, and during Breaking Bad. And it just, it does it so effortlessly and so magically that like even a post black and white, we have five total scenes with Gene Takovic in the first five seasons and they probably equal 10 minutes, 12 minutes, like total, maybe right. 15. And yet that is one of the most intriguing storylines on TV right now, because you know, the five seasons of Jimmy McGill and well, technically four seasons, three, three seasons, four seasons of Saul Goodman from breaking bad. There's so much to that character that even that 15 minutes you feel like so crazy. And then like, you know, just to tack on top of that, I think they're, what they're doing again, we don't want to give spoilers away of what's happening, but if you've seen season five kind of be warned, I mean, we're going to have to talk about that real quick. Um, you see at the end of season five, Kim says to Jimmy along something along the lines of let's ruin Howard, but like not destroy him as a person, just his career. Like, let's just do some career suicide stuff, but nothing that'll ruin him as a man. And they get into that. And I think because this show knows that Nacho's current storyline is so tense and so insane and so just heart stopping uh, that they kind of are making the Kimmy and so- Kimmy the Kim and Saul stuff a little less so, a little more chill, a little bit more just like ho hum because they don't want to just they can't just you gotta give us like a breather. That. We they, gotta be we they, have to be able to breathe as viewers. And and they're doing a really nice job of that. And it's intriguing enough because I said it on my no- last week. My number three most interesting character that I want to find out is Howard Hamlin. So like the stuff they're doing right now to Howard, that's why I like it. But it is not as intense as the other stuff. There's time for that. There's 13 episodes. The Kimmy and Saul st- Kimmy again. I said it again. The Kim and Saul stuff will pick up. Business is gonna pick up. Yeah. And and I'm excited for that. But I think it's going to really pick up their relationship, their dynamic, what happens there after whatever happens to Nacho kind of we have a little bit more clarity around it and we can kind of take a breather when he's on the screen. I think it's doing a really good job floating between those two things, keeping us intrigued in both, but really honing in on one versus the other. And it's crazy to think that there's there's only 11 episodes left and that's it. Oh, stop it. I I don't think I mean, and there's a month in between with the season pause, which sucks. Oh yeah, the May twenty third to July eleventh. Oh, our, I see Rhea Seahorn who plays. Wexler. People call yeah. her Ray as well. I don't know if it's Rhea or Ray. I know it's R H E A, so I would think Rhea yeah. as well. But I hear a lot of folks say Ray, so I'm just going to call her Kim Wexler. But yes, that's well, that's who Sam is referring to with Rhea. She directs Sam. the fourth episode. Yep, she put that and, out on social media that she got to. And I see uh, Juan Carlo Esposito directs episode six, so I'm looking forward to those. Very, very cool. And uh, in uh, 17 minutes, 
Um, in 17 minutes, my favorite Better Call Saul YouTuber goes live for like a season or a season. I'm sorry, an episode one and two discussion with fans. So after this podcast, oh, I, cool. I might uh, have to go check that out because it's cool. Pete Peppers, by the way, I've talked about him a lot on this podcast. And so uh, we've come to the conclusion now, because again, without spoilers, that this season is going to be batshit insane. Yeah. We have come to this conclusion that at least I have. You probably have too. That I personally think that any and every character outside of Gus Fring and Mike Ehrmantraut have the potential to die. And I say that with Saul Goodman as well because, you know, technically Gene Takovic to an extent. Gene Takovic could still die. Yeah. But we know Saul Goodman in the as he currently made cuz all three of those characters appear in Breaking Bad. But this show, I think that anyone, Kim, Nacho, Nacho's dad, uh Lalo, any one of them could be dead. And that's nice to think. It, f- it makes me feel like vintage Game of Thrones when you could you couldn't watch it and feel safe. Yeah, I I still feel pretty good about my predictions of who I think is going to make it, who who's not. Like everything's kind of so far playing to. I'm like I guess like this. Oh, this is the exact plan I thought, but so far everything's kind of fallen into place that I kind of expected slash hoped for. And the way that episode two ended, I looks like we could be getting there sooner than rather than later. Uh that the person in the car, I do not think is who we think. That's all I'll say. Um, but 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 but. Tune into episode 281 on Monday because we're going to be talking about that. Because I have a couple of questions to ask you that well, I've maybe, written down. Well, maybe notes. 282 because we won't. No, 281. That's where we're doing our Better Call Saul spoilers. I thought, yeah, but that's not going to. Oh, okay. that's yeah. who we're going to guess. Okay, gotcha. Yes, gotcha. yes, yes. yes. That's the, and, and some death predictions and stuff like that. So I got some fun questions to ask you for our Monday episode. So check that out. Um, so we'll be talking all about spoilers. If you're like, guys, just say it. Just say it. Just say it. I watched the episodes because everybody else has too. Don't worry. On Monday, come back. You'll get all the spoilers that you want. Um, And that's where we're going to end it, kind of, because like, we'll talk about gripes that we have with it and specific plot points and character death predictions and all that stuff on Monday's episode. So do you have anything else you want to throw in? The last thing I'll say so far, the sixth season is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes out of 38 reviews. So writing has not stopped slighted at all. Yeah, does, uh, here's one thing I will ask you because somebody pointed it out, and I don't know if I agree with it. Um, does this show feel like it was written and shot in a pandemic? And by that, I mean, does it feel empty? Does it feel empty? Um, somebody was complaining like there's not enough people on the screen at once. It's just two people in a room talking, da 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 da. And that's, well, they think I it's very pandemic y. I would say the way that if you go back and watch the other seasons, the way when they were speaking into these certain rooms and characters and in certain character situations, you don't really need people to be there, right? Uh, so that's how I feel. I'm like, if I, the history says in the show that there's very rarely more than like four people in a room ever. They don't yeah, want to go, overcrowd. Go watch that. Yeah, go watch the previous episodes when they would talk to Gus Fring. He'd always have the meetings the way he always had the meet, like in that, in that little space, that trailer. I think the most people on screen at one time was is the end of season five at Lalo's compound at his hacienda. Yeah, it's like it, it didn't like it didn't bother me at all actually. No, I, I didn't notice it either. I I think that this show is one of the few that I don't like. I noticed it bad with Halo because the sets are small; they don't have a lot of people in the background, and it's just like I said it before. Uh, the Halo is a planet. 
I feel like it's a hallway in that show, not a planet. Mm-hmm. So like it, I've felt it before in a lot of shows. This not, not one of them. And I don't, yeah. you know, I'll save the rest for the spoiler stuff on Monday, episode 281. Um, let's, are you, are you ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. 14 minutes of uh, better call Saul spoiler free impressions. And we didn't say a damn thing about the plot. I, uh, I feel proud. House. I feel proud. I did mention something about a car, but that's so out of context that nobody will know. Be fine. About. And we mentioned the Kettleman's, but that's been all over social media. So like, you know, get a clue, bruh. Uh, Invincible season two is well underway. As a matter of fact, Steven Yoon doing his voice uh, acting. Yeah, they, they did a little fun skit to him in the booth. Of, Cut it now. No, wait, wait. OK, no, a little funny bit. I mean, I would have thought they would have been recording a little sooner. I'm not going to lie. So I don't. I don't expect this and probably to what, 2022 or 2023, excuse me. Animated shows. The the only thing is that like animated shows are created without the use of having to do so much. So so you think they got most of the work without it and then they can hopefully clean it up in a few months. Animated shows don't really need the post-production that, I mean, your art, the production is the (laughs) post-production like drawing is a special effect like all the animation. So like you can pump animation out a lot quicker than you can live action with all the editing and all the, you know, the, the green screening and things you have to add in in post. This is just draw it. Well, storyboard it, draw it, edit it, voice it. See you later. And like, I I know it's a lot more difficult than that, but I could see this world. I could see a world where this show hits this year. Absolutely. I, I would just be shocked. I, I think uh, 2023, I mean, good thing to know they got signed for season two and three. So, you know, we don't have to worry about that because I, I, I do want to see the show the way it started, the way it ended. It, and again, I, I'm from I'm a comic dude, but I never read the Invincible comic run by Robert Kirkman. Everyone says same. It's a great show. It just everything takes a little bit longer in the comics. Obviously, this the show you get everything in like the first season. You just like, man, you don't see that till episode like 50. A typical, a typical, um, n- like show post production is about six months, and if you do that math on a typical show, you're at one, two, three, four, five, six October. So this, you know, and this is animated. So even six months from now is only October. So, you know, and you don't know how old that picture was. Of him in the booth. It could have been very, very recent. It could have been that day, a couple days before, but it also could have been a couple weeks and he could be done. Who knows kind of where they're at. I have a strong feeling that show is going to hit in September or October of this year. I really do. I I hope. What does Amazon have in that realm after the boys is done and the boys starts in June? So you go June, July, August. People are itching for that that superhero stuff. They don't want to go to Marvel. And boom, now you get hit with it with Invincible, which is a Robert Kirkman violent as shit, mature thing, just like the boys. I, I have a strong feeling it's going to hit like a month or so after the boys is done. No, and, and that makes sense. It's definitely, I think, the the cle- I don't want to say cleanser is the right word, but a good show to jump to jump into right after. It gives you more of what you want, but at a different style if, yeah, with it being exactly. animated. So I can see that that being a thing. Netflix is struggling. When this news that I'm about to say hit, their stock has plummeted about 30%. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they've reportedly lost 200,000 subscribers. And I say reportedly because we try to cover our ass, but it came directly from their earnings. So, like, it's not this one. It's true. I mean, they said it. Yeah. And they actually expect, and that was in quarter one, 
They actually expect to lose another 2 million subscribers this quarter. Then you have news that came out earlier today that season four of Stranger Things will reportedly cost them $270 million for a budget. You wonder why our prices just keep going up as a consumer. Yeah, well, you got to, you know, what I'm thinking, you know, obviously COVID went in, everyone stayed home. So everyone probably more people subbed up to Netflix who weren't. Now everyone's slowly going back to work. They don't need Netflix as much. Everyone's dropping the plan. So now they're going back to like status quo or, or where they were prior. Or they are just doing more password sharing too, which Netflix is about to crack down on here in the States. And I'm going to lose my mind because I use it at both my parents and in-laws for our kids that go there twice a week. So like I kind of need Netflix on there and I'm not paying a single fucking cent to them more for an did, extra account. Did they ever say how many shares we actually can have or they didn't even say It's that not about shares anymore. It's going to be about are you logged in? Is your account signed up under this IP address? And are you logging in on a different IP address? Like that's insane to me on a different device. Like are you yeah. well, What do you mean? Well, we're going Oh, but but you could have the same like same TVs, but as long as they're the same IP, you're good. Yeah, in the same house. Who cares? Yeah, but if yeah. my parents who have their own internet router in you know yeah, a different town, sure. they have a different IP address. That's how they're going to track it. Is who starts watching things on IP addresses, especially if you watch things at the same time, which we do with our in laws. They watch Orange Is the New Black while we were watching Better Call Saul on Netflix. So like this whole thing, we do apply to it. But at the same time, you Netflix's big issue to me. It's like, how many shows, how many fucking shows do they dump millions of dollars in and then cancel after one season? Because they have, count. what's up? So we lost count how many. Exactly. And we they have no idea how to properly market their shit. And if it ain't Stranger Things or Ozark, they fail. And it's like, what else does that streaming service really have first party in-house to keep us going? They don't have too much. I went through all the stuff. Orange is the New Black, done. Glow, canceled. American Vandal, canceled. Sex Education, very good. It's still going, but it's got only a season or two left. Stranger Things, done after next year. Bridgerton, who gives a flying fuck? So, like, there's, you know, it's it's a very popular show, but uh, not for me. Uh, so, like, you have all of these shows, but, like, so many canceled, 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 canceled. And that's wasted, literal wasted money. So how do they make up for that? Charge us price. More. Charge us a dollar more. <laughs> oh, we have to crack down on password sharing? Dollar more. And if you want an extra account, two fifty or two ninety nine a month or whatever that extra account's gonna cost you. And it's like it's getting to the point where it is triple the price of Disney. Which well, does an amazing job marketing their shows. And it's just like it's a double whammy. You don't know how to market your shit and you just keep doing the customer wrong. Yeah. Netflix is, is I'm on my last leg here because Ozark's going to be done. Shit, dude. Once stranger things is done. I'm done better. What's there left for me. And why won't I just get a free month in two more years when stranger things five comes out and, and just cut Netflix out of my life. You just got to hope that there's no more. So you figure you have at least another year and a half on Netflix to give Stranger Things another time. Stranger Things trailer just hit like what? Three weeks ago. It's coming out next month. Like, what are we doing? How are you getting people hyped for this? Because you do some teasers that have no footage in them outside of a clock. And like, 
what what happened and what what are we supposed to get excited on your on your april 20th post about coming to netflix in may like great jackass one through four is coming fantastic i can't wait to watch them but that's it we'll watch it once (laughs) that's it and we'll watch it once so yeah i can see the problem with netflix and why they're losing so much good faith in the community and i tell you this if they walked back on this whole password sharing thing because they know how much money they potentially lose from doing it but if they were to walk back on it and say yeah we realize that we're losing a lot of good faith with our consumer base you know we'll walk back on these on this policy they got my money i'd happily pay for it but if you telling me i gotta pay twenty dollars and i can't give my fucking password to who i goddamn well please for 20 bucks a month i want no party organization simple as that i know other people don't too when you can get hulu espn and disney for like eight bucks cheaper a month it doesn't make any sense for you to do it but but like you know like someone like you who both your grandparents they they share the password so it's like you're almost pot committed to throw in that extra two dollars and fifty cents fuck i am we got disney plus fuck i am helena can watch gabby's dollhouse somewhere else i just i don't care and so with that dude with that Apple TV Plus is $5. Like, and it's got Severance, Ted Lasso, For All Mankind, The Morning Show. We went through this last time. Like, how many amazing shows? It's got Friday Night Baseball. There's a rumor going around that the NFL ticket is coming to Apple TV Plus, and you can watch all NFL games streamed on Apple. Like, there's, I know, that's a game changer. So, like, I don't want to hear this stuff about $20 to watch Grey's Anatomy. I'm just, I'm just, and if I, 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 here's the problem. I can't cancel Netflix because I actually watch this fucking Grey's Anatomy every night. So it's like, oi, oi, rock in a hard place. Get it included in your phone bill so you're not paying that extra 20. I have zero interest in continuing to pay these people if, if they crack down on the password thing. I just, I really don't. And I admit it. I'm a part of the problem. I share my password with my mom and dad who birthed me into the world and my in-laws who gave me my wife. They didn't give me that was not an arranged marriage. I'm talking like they birthed her (laughs) into the world. She wouldn't be here without them. It's the least I can do. So and they watch my kids for free. So like they're going to fucking get my password. I swear to you, they will. That's it. They'll get it before you're paying for them at that point. I will buy a VPN. Just to spite Netflix. That's it. I don't care. It's I'm I'm pissed screen, at this story. Screen Crush has a good deal right now. <laughs> Nord VPN. God damn. Good call, Ryan Airy. Uh anything you want to say about this whole Netflix thing before we move on to movies? Let's, let's move it. And before we move into movies here, Sam, little breaking news. Little breaking news on the pod. Thirteen seconds ago. Hello. Nintendo of America has tweeted out. Shadow dropping three classic Sega Genesis games are now available for Nintendo switch online space Harrier Two, shining force two and Sonic spinball. It's a really good game. The Sonic pinball game. So if you care, you have NSO, uh, there you go. You get those free uh, Genesis games, but let's get in the movie. Sam, the Batman is now available on HBO max. So now people only have to go to the theaters. They can watch a three-hour movie at the comfort of their own home. If only I didn't waste twenty-three dollars. And but again, you know, a lot of people said, "Ah, oh, they'll leave money on the table." They already they made over a hundred, over seven hundred and fifty-two million worldwide. It's also so they, not they, like they don't make money when it streams. They just don't make as much. 
Yeah, and they're, they're still going to make money. When it comes down on Blu-ray, people are still going to buy the Blu-rays to 4K copies. And quite Blu-ray's frankly, do- the studio makes a shit ton. It's the actors, because the actors in their contract clauses usually have it as box office revenue, not yeah. streams. They'll start I mean, to... They can always rework those contracts if they needed to. And it, it made more than Justice League. It, you know, it's $752 million. I think it was the fourth or fifth highest grossing movie of, of the pandemic. So, you know, again, I, you can't look at like, I think now everyone looks at a superhero movie and if it makes less than a billion, it flops. And that certainly isn't true. I mean, yeah, it was a $185, $200 million budget marketing. They probably needed above $500 million to break even. So to get seven fifty two. Then you're going to get the VODs, Blu-ray sales. The Batman did just fine. Yeah, I just didn't really like it. That's all. Yeah. It has and nothing again, to do with the place I saw it in. I just didn't think it was great. Now, when I watch it a second time, it might click with me a little bit more than it did. But I don't know how much more it needs to click when I was in an IMAX theater alone on a Sunday morning. Like the best time you could possibly go to the movie theater. So I, I just I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe Ashley will be there with me and, and she'll go through it and I'll like it more. I just thought the ending was real bad. Just real, real bad. So that's just my thoughts on the, the movie real quick. But don't take my word for it. Don't take Sam's word for it. Go watch it yourself. You can make some popcorn. Nice. You're in the comfort of your own home. Enjoy it. Yeah. You can hit the fucking pause button if you need to. You can rewind to understand what people are saying because a lot of people mumble. So you can like. Here like with again. Blinders, you have subtitles. There you go. Put on subtitles. Thor Love and Thunder got its debut teaser, and I wanted to watch it again, and I just plain forgot. But I saw it, and uh, I have thoughts, and I want to know yours as well. We finally got a look. It's coming to theaters real soon, so it's nice to finally get some piece of it. What would you think? Yeah, I, I only saw it that one time. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was great. Uh, I wish that we would got a little sooner. I feel like they really waited till the last minute to, to show us a teaser trailer for a movie coming out July 8th. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think this is definitely one of my favorite, I would say, MCU posters of the Thor with him kind of holding the hammer, very He-Man-esque type base. I, I, know, I, I just absolutely loved it. Uh, again, the, their chemistry of of Hemsworth and, and Chris Pratt going back and forth. I think that's going to be freaking hilarious right where they left off from guardians. I, I or um, was it garden or end game, mm-hmm. right? That was the last time they saw each other. Thor with the guardians was an end game. Yes. Yeah. When they were, they were both laughing. Yeah. So to me, like I think of that scene, I think they're, the comedy is going to flow. We didn't see anything of Gore, the God butcher. So no Christian Bale. We didn't see shit. I would have liked to tease a look. I know a, well, they a, didn't want to tease that because, um, they wanted to keep the tease on Natalie Portman. True, it focused on her, but a toy figure got out of Christian Bale of Gore, and it didn't look too great. So I know a lot of people are rumblings. We're hoping they're, they're going to see it. Hopefully, he's going to look better. I mean, yeah, he's going to look better, better than the damn toy we got. But I definitely did love the reveal of Jane Foster at the end. Natalie Portman, you could tell that. The Marvel people, the, the trainers, they were there for because she definitely bulked up for the role, and she looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. She did, and she in the brief second we got her helmet looks cool, outfit looks cool, Mjolnir looks cool. 
Yeah, uh, I saw John Cena made some jokes of matching helmets and Peacemaker, the DC <laughs> Marvel crossover movie, and, and James Gunn got in on it. I thought that was great to see that on Twitter. They're having some fun. Fat Thor got a montage. Even Rocky gets a montage. Yeah, and he's getting his training with the change. I thought that was funny. Of course, he's he's ain't gonna be fat body again. He's definitely gonna be. They uh, they went back to the the long hair as well. They did that. They showed you a lot of uh, of like comic accurate backgrounds and like yep. just basically straight pulled from the panels of the comic, which is cool. The art and cinematography and um, just scenery, quite frankly. And so that yep. was cool. It had one of the funnier moments of any trailer I can remember with the Chris Pratt trying to look past him as he's just putting his face in the screen. Yeah, he's really... looking for the rise, but Thor keeps jumping in front of it. Yeah, that was good. That I was thought good. that was just a riot. So I thought that was great. It was cool to see like Chris Pratt and Drax and like the Guardians in this trailer. You kind of know what you're getting yourself into. It's going to be the first. Uh, you're you know, dare I say it? This might get some flack. It's going to be the first real MCU movie since Endgame, and I don't want to hear anything else. Um, well, you know, I will say I we got to give kudos to, to Taika, the director Taika Waititi, because for years, I mean, Natalie Portman said she, she was done with the role, done. She agreed to return after meeting with Taika. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see what's in this movie. What was to bring her? Like I think to get her back is what to get her that big. I don't know, to, to let her hold Molnir to have a, a couple big battle scenes rather than just kind of be like the damsel in distress. Now she's going to be given the ass kicking. Well, quite frankly, Thor is a different franchise under Taika Waititi's direction than it was previous. I am just, I think the first two Thor movies are just snooze fests. See, so like I, he's a different I, I, character in, now. And I'm in a different ballgame. I would say I, I enjoyed one, two. I was definitely worse than the first one, but I, the first one is a guilty pleasure for me. That's a, and that's I totally did. fine. I yeah. I didn't care for either one of them. I couldn't stay awake, especially Dark World. I thought that was so bad. And yeah. so it's probably my least favorite MCU movie besides Black Widow. And uh, and so like you, I you didn't it, see Morbius yet. That's not an MCU movie. That's a Sony movie. Like I, you know, you look around at the MCU movies and you have Eternal, Shang Chi, and Black Widow since Endgame. And it's like, you know, you could count No Way Home, but that's a Sony movie. So it's uh. With this being a full Marvel property, this is the first one really since Endgame where you get the big crossover stuff. You get the old returning character stuff, and they're not yeah. focused on these new characters or characters that fucking died in Endgame, for gosh sakes, and the movie came out six years too late. Um, I am genuinely excited for this movie. I am genuinely excited for the humor. Thor went from being the worst Avenger to the comic relief. and I, the strongest Avenger. Got and like, I, Right, exactly. And I couldn't. I couldn't think it was a better transition and who better to do it than Hemsworth. He shines in this role and he looks like he's going to again in this movie. Yeah, I have, I have no doubt. Now we just got to wait maybe another, eh, maybe two, three weeks and then we'll get a little teaser. We'll finally see Christian Bale in action as the villain. You think only that you think that's short? Two, three I'm, I'm, weeks. I said, give it up. Well, I mean, July, I would like to I think, think I'm we're going to see something in May. I would think it'd be June when we see Bale. That's my thought. I'm probably wrong. Uh, I generally am. I mean, who knows? They waited freaking three months till the movie comes out to show anything. So, I mean, I, I you, to me, that tells me they're very confident of the product they have. Absolutely, yeah. Across the Spider-Verse has been delayed eight months to June 2nd, 2023. And Across the Spider-Verse Part 2 will now be March 29th, 2024. I mean, that's a long-ass time. Eight months is a while, especially for an animated project. Like we were and just sure talking about have, they're, And again, they're, they're probably juggling the MCU and they're trying to kind of keep everything connected. I know that they did 
they're, they're trying to keep some some sense of I don't know continuity. Don't, yeah, I don't know how the hell they're going to do it, but I know, I know Kevin Foggy's trying. Um, I, I'm okay with the way that this didn't really, you know, like upset me too much. I'm like, okay, I just okay, no problem. Like, there's, I feel like we're like this year we're good. Like, I want some shit for next year. Well, that's the thing with this movie is like I think a lot of the Marvel stuff is getting delayed because of the other Marvel stuff. Like, if yep. one thing gets delayed. Then the other things that follow it can't come out beforehand. We've seen that before as to when these movies like with Morbius and it's post credit scene and like all the other, if you're delaying these projects, you kind of have to delay the other ones to keep continuity in your storyline. So, you know, part of that is, is just shit luck for into the spider verse. But at the same time, um, eight months is just a really long time. Everything's been getting delayed so crazy that like, another movie and then you're getting the second one like eight months later so like that's not that long of a wait so it's basically like get yourself to this first one get yourself to 2023 and then from there if you really love this franchise you're gonna get another one less than a year later so yeah. you know spider-man fans are eating good in the neighborhood they just kind of wait a yeah little dude longer. they'll be fine the first one was so beloved they gotta wait an extra year and they gave us no way home we're, we're good we can wait another year we're right. an- another movie i didn't love but you know and Spider-Man's my fave, but that's okay. It's another thing where I might have to just see it again. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man's, like I said, Spider-Man fans are eating good. You just got the bad waiter at Applebee's. That's all. The one that's <laughs> exactly. going to make you wait for your food a little bit. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on after that terrible joke. This is, this is all you, buddy. Streets of Rage is getting a movie adaptation written by Derek Kolstad, who created John Wick and wrote Nobody. I was I was going to note, I was like, he wrote all John Wicks and Nobody. I already have it. And Nobody was my third favorite movie of 2000 or fourth. I can't remember. 2021. I loved that movie. Bob Odenkirk, the man. So um, he also wrote some stinkers. So I was looking some of some of his projects oh, he up. Wrote one in the chamber in the package. He, you know, he so he was over two. John Wick, it just took his third try. But that's and like, that's the thing. That's what I always say. Like, it's not about your resume so much especially in the beginning it's about like how you got better and kind of learned from those things like you can write a stinker after stinker after stinker uh, after stinker but then john wick comes along and who the hell doesn't know and he's knowing like the first and i'm reading here i guess we can thank uh keanu reeves of the title because the original title was scorn oof and he's and he said i think we should change the name to john wick that sounds and like a vampire. What a movie. move that was! So, get another move. Thank you, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Streets of Rage is is arguably my favorite beat 'em up franchise of all time. I mean, it's that and TMNT, and so like, gotta be. It's just they're so good, and Streets of Rage Four was just such an amazing, fantastic throwback, and it was so, so, so good. So, I am absolutely in. Um, can it be? Of course, a, I am. Can it be a good movie though? So did you ever see like the 90s schlocky double dragon movie? Bits and pieces. I don't think I ever actually sat down and watched beginning to end. It's rough and I love it. And it's rough from a story perspective, but the action is just fantastic. And the one shocking character death is also just fantastic. So that's kind of what I'm thinking here. I don't think John Wick has a particularly fantastic story. And I don't think, I think it's got like deeper lore than the movie lets on. 
And I think like diehard fans can dive into that universe a lot better than just a casual at the surface. It's you killed my dog. I'm going to kill you. But there's so much more to it. It's more complex. I don't think we get there with Streets of Rage, but because it's Colstad, he has a vision for these action heavy movies. And if the action makes sense, if the action is good, all the story has to do is not blow. And I think it could be a good movie. Do I think it'll be at the level of, let's say, Sonic or Detective Pikachu in terms of financial popularity? Heck, even in terms of critical rating? No. But I think it can be better than, let's say, Mortal Kombat 2021. And I like that movie a lot, even with all its Oh, flaws. so you think it could be better? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because the characters, while you might not know them as much as you know Scorpion and Sub-Zero, they have so much to offer. Axel, Blaze, Max, the Kangaroo, the old guy, Mr. X, uh, Skate. Like, there's so much to it. Black a- or, um, Adam Cherry. I'm sorry, Adam... Oh, something. I can't remember. And his daughter, Cherry, who now like rocks a guitar and beats the shit out of you with it. Uh, I just think there's so much to the characters that you can make a great backstory. Hell, just don't make Axel a cop who's like, I'm on my last day before retirement. I'm going to beat you. I, I just I don't need that. Um, but I think it could be better critically than more, not financially than Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's just got the cachet. But yep. like critically, I think it could be better than Mortal Kombat. And quite frankly, if it's just as good as that movie, like entertaining as fuck, but a lot of plot holes, I'm in. That's all I would need from a Streets of Rage movie. Yeah. I mean, th- th- they have our money. Like, I, I will we support anything usually video game or comics related. We got it. And plus, it's, it's I mean, Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage Two is still the greatest beat 'em up of all time. Even better than Turtles in Time. I'm saying it. Turtles in Time is second. Very close second. But Streets of Rage 2 is unbeatable. Now, what I need from them to do, what I need from them to do, and I did not see this in the story from my, I can't remember if it was Variety or Deadline or The Hollywood Reporter, but whomever reported that this was happening. And by the way, it's coming from the production company that made the Sonic movies. So it's in good hands. It's not a low budget thing by some, you know, schmuck and his team. This is a, I think it was like DJ two or something, which is the production team behind the Sonic film. So films. So like they're going to put some money into it. It's got to find a home. I wouldn't be shocked if it goes straight to a streamer, but um, what was I just saying before that? That you didn't see it before. No, I can't remember where I was going to go with my final thought on it. That's okay. I just involved. No, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll just deal with the the loss of whatever the hell I was going to say. Um, but on top of it, it's just I'm I'm looking so forward to it. I cannot wait. And it's one of those things where this is probably a long ways off. But 2025. Yeah, like Sam said, it's it's got my money. All right, let's move on. Uh, The unbearable weight of massive talent is out now. I'm only putting this in here for you. I'm only reading the review for you because you're a Nick cage kind of guy. It probably goes without saying that Nicholas cage obsessives will get precisely what they're looking for out of the unbearable weight of massive talents, meta exploration into the actor's persona. But the real heart and soul of this picture is cages on screen bromance with Pedro Pascal's Javi. Their chemistry carries the movie into far more memorable territory and more than makes up for a few of the film's less interesting elements. Sold eight out of ten. That is correct. I mean, that's Nicolas Cage, buddy. 
with Pedro Pascal, I'm in. That that's that's really all I needed. Yeah. It's got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that critical or fan? That's critical. Critic 91% of 97 critics reviews are positive. God damn. That's crazy. Good for them. So we got Demi Moore, Neil Patrick Harris, Tiffany Haddish. Okay, there's some stars in here, and it That's actually comes out cast. tomorrow. That's okay. a studded cast. You, I, now, it, is this a theater watch for you? I was going to say, if if nothing's going well, Nico, happy birthday, Nico's birthday is tomorrow. Uh, turns 29, can't believe it. Um, if nothing's going on, possibly Sunday. Possibly, because Saturday, Sixers, got to watch that. That's 2 o'clock. So maybe, maybe Sunday. We'll see what happens. Uh, how long is it? You... 107 minutes. So right. an hour okay. 40? Hour and a half. Yeah, hour 40. There you go. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I uh so I don't know if I had mentioned this, but I um Oh, but you know, did you know the premise of this or no? The premise? So, I always say premise. It's always premise. I say premise every time. Uh no, I don't. Actor Nick Cage begrudgingly accepts a $1 million offer to attend the birthday of a billionaire superfan. When things take a wild turn, Cage is forced to become a version of some of his most iconic and beloved characters in order to ex- was it? Ex- extricate? extricate his wife and daughter from the fan who the CIA has informed him of a notorious arms dealer. Save. Save. Basically. Can't wait. Ex- extract is, you know. Is that's how you spell root- extract? No, no, that's the root word. So it's just it's just a term for save. That's all. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, it sounds say, like say, uh, just say save. Just fucking say save. It sounds like uh, what's that movie? Um, this is the end, where they all play themselves. Which is great. Which yeah. was a funny ass movie. And, and yeah. If this is an eight out of ten buddy movie, that's all I need. For real. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, I uh, I had. Forgot I mentioned this, or I forgot to mention this. I bet a few shekels on some baseball games and some, uh, and some hockey games and some NBA games and stuff like that. And uh, I've hit on all three of my Sixers games, by the way. But I've been doing that, uh, just like low level, you know, bet three, win thirty, nothing crazy. Yeah. And so I had accumulated enough over the last two weeks that I actually ended up buying the baseball package, MLB extra innings. So. I've been I've been loving that because there's day games every day. So like in the background of work, I'll do that. And like, Just you know, right now, dream. instead of the Flyers right now, I'm watching the Pirates and the Cubs instead of watching the Flyers game. Instead of watching so, the Flyers lose. I get it. They're winning four two, but like, oh, shit. I know, but they're playing the second worst team in hockey, the Canadians. <laughs> so I just, you know, there's that. You got. But uh, yeah, it's cool that I have the baseball package. I can just watch it all day. Uh the next Fast and the Furious movie is called Fast X. And this will be the final one, correct? I fucking hope so. I mean, I, I still got to see Fast 9. I, I I'm, can't believe I'm slacking as long as I am on it, but... What is this even? I'm going to try to see when they come So this comes out May 2023. Holy crap. Oh, we still got a year. So, yeah, so, so I got plenty of time to watch number 9. I mean, <laughs> dude, they, they made 10 films out of this series, which is... it's baffling and the one thing i heard i don't know if it's true that for this one that they said that they're in quotes that they're going back to their roots so it should be more like the first one so if it is maybe you know the, the from three to nine have been wacky as shit i haven't even seen nine yet but just from the trailer when they're swinging on the 
the goddamn thing like Tarzan going mountain to mountain. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Next one, they're going to space. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Ugh. Sounds miserable. Yeah, it sounds like it's right up your alley. <laughs> now let me take it over in gaming. Oh, no, 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 no. Before you, you another do. another story? Before you do, yeah. I put it in right before it went on the air. All right. Thankfully, Netflix, and this has nothing to do with the slap, Netflix will no longer be developing a sequel to the movie Bright. Oh, I didn't even see that. Wow. That was, I believe, Variety had that story. Wow. Might have been hey, Deadline. You're going to have your downfalls, man. But I said from the second we watched that movie, please don't make a sequel. Turn it into a TV series, which at one point they were, but I don't think that's coming through. Yeah, I, dude, I haven't heard shit. So, damn, they, they must have just dropped that because I didn't hear nothing. I think Bright is just a dead franchise, which is fine. Leave uh, it where it is. By the way, that's Netflix, everybody. There's your hard-earned money going to canceled projects that already had money d- dumped into them. There's your dollar a month, people. All right. Shit. Closing out with a downer. All right. Back to gaming. Per Bloomberg, Sega is rebooting Jet Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. Yeah, and they're like big budget rebooting them, which is great that they're not just going to throw them somewhere. The problem is they want to make Sega's Fortnite, which, by the way, Moon Knight now available in Fortnite. I did see that. I was like, right, that's how you're going to do my dude. That's how you're going to do it. Put him in Fortnite, you bastards. I was going to send it to you, but I knew you'd seen it already. Yeah, so I, 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 I didn't even screenshot it. I was like, I don't want to report this. I, I didn't want to touch it. I knew you saw it. I wasn't going to be the one. And if you didn't, I didn't want to be the one to deliver you that news. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but Sega's looking for its Fortnite. And by that, we don't mean the formula of the Battle Royale with the, the stupid art style that everybody's been copying. No. What they're aimed to do here is is reboot in a big budget way these games, these classic titles like Crazy Taxi, which is one of the most iconic games, especially on Dreamcast. If you don't get the offspring, I'm pissed. Uh, And Jet Set Radio, which is a cult classic, fantastic title. But they're going to make them free to play. And that sounds awesome because you don't pay for it. But, 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 but they want to make them online massive games where you're playing in a world with other people. So now your crazy taxi solo title, if that sounds great to you, then you're now playing with other people that are driving crazy taxis. For me, I'd have loved a straight reboot of these franchises because I'm a single player type gamer. That's selfish of me. I understand. (laughs) But whenever you hear free to play, you know that people don't just make games free to make games free. There's going to be monetization here, whether that is paying for new skins or characters or guest drivers. Oh, can you say Moon Knight is my cab driver? That sounds so cool. Let me pay $4 for that. No, like don't pay money. Use the standard guy or like, We'll talk about it in a second with this Sonic Origins bullshit, but like Sega is fucking fucking the consumer basically with this Sonic Origins game that was rumored for so long and now has been announced. I could see them doing something like that. And if you're like, what are you talking about? Just wait a second. I was going to say, you mentioned it, so it ain't going to be too good. Sonic Origins has been announced and coming June 23rd to all consoles and PC. And now the game itself. The game itself is going to be baller. Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic CD, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles all remastered from the, not from the ground up, but all the original games, but remastered with new animations. You have um, uh, new animations. 
uh, new cutscenes, new music, hard mode, um, um, new missions, uh, a mirror mode, new. I think I said new cutscenes already, but like new music. The team that made Sonic, um, oh my god, that really good Sonic game from like five years ago. Sonic, not unleashed. Sonic Mania. Uh, the team that made that is working on these games, and. One of the, maybe the coolest part is you can go back to Sonic one before tails and knuckles existed and choose those characters to play as. So you can now play as Sonic tails or knuckles in all four titles for the first that's time. Awesome. Ever. So that sounds amazing. It's $40. Number one, number two, no physical copies. See that, that one, that one hurts being a, a little collector. That one hurts. Number three, the standard edition the $40 edition gets you the main game only. It does not get you mirror mode, hard mode, letterbox, backgrounds. You have to pay. You have to pay for backgrounds. Character animations in the main menu. You have to pay for character animations in a menu. Not in the game. That's that sucks. For like when you let Sonic stand still too long, he like looks down at his watch and taps his foot. You gotta now pay for that in the menu. Uh, cam- camera controls uh, over the main menu islands, character animations during music islands, and additional music tracks from those games. That stuff comes in other fucking versions. So, like, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's two editions, but three DLC packs that you can purchase with this game to get these additional things. But... If you think, oh, I'll just buy the premium fun pack because I want mirror mode. No, no, no. Mirror mode is in the start dash pack, not in the premium fun pack. But it makes sense. But the start dash pack, which comes with 100 bonus coins, the letterbox background and mirror mode, that's free. So it sounds awesome. Uh, no, it's not. It's only with you pre-order. If you don't pre-order the game, you out of luck. Um, oh, you want hard mode? Too bad. Hard mode? Is in the premium fun pack and the digital deluxe edition only. So, like, you're paywalling hard mode. So, uh, this is it's bad business practice. Publishers just got to go fuck it up any way they can. Sega, first you're rebooting two classic games in the wrong way. Now you're taking this amazing collection of titles. They've only been remade fifty three times, but whatever. Yeah. You're making this. Uh. And you're paywalling the dumb shit like character animations at a menu. Sega, if, I'm done. If oh. everything was 40 bucks, you get everything. No problem. Great. I think that's a good deal. Yeah, I'm in. But with the paywalls, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. And like uh, uh, conventional wisdom says $40 is not a good deal for this stuff because you get four games for 40 bucks. That's $10 a game. You're telling me I got to pay 10 bucks for Sonic 1? which was a pack-in title for the Genesis. No way. But with the extra character yep. uh, animations and being able to choose who you want to play, like the value was starting to be there. But like, you know, the base game, I don't even get hard mode. I'd want to play in hard mode. I could beat these games with my eyes closed. I've done it before, except for Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I have never actually beaten that game. So, you know, it's one of those things. I'll probably end up getting it on Switch if I get it. But this is probably a game where when it's 20, 20 bucks off and it's like down to, to 1999, that's when I will. I've waited 20 yeah. years for these games, 31 years for these games to be packaged together. I can wait a couple more months till Black Friday till they're till they're uh, on sale. 
TMNT Shredder's Revenge narrowed its loss when... Ah, excuse me. TMNT Shredder's Revenge narrowed its launch window to this summer, will have physical copies, and feature the original Turtles voice cast from the 1980s cartoon. Ladies and gentlemen, now you know that Sam and I do it live. <laughs> Dude, I, I just couldn't continue. I had to just like restart. I could not continue that sentence, and I it's almost okay. still fucked it up. It's okay. It's I know, I know. English isn't your first language. I get it. It's tough. <laughs> uh, and I got looks, my glasses on. It looks so good. It looks like a an ode to Streets of Rage 2 and to Turtles in Time and the Manhattan Project and all these amazing beat-em-ups from the Genesis and Super Nintendo era. But now on top of that, you're going to have physical copies from, I think, Limited Run, and you're going to give us Ash Paulson, or Rob Paulson, I mean, and the other voice actors from the 80s cartoon, which was the best iteration of the Turtles. Yep. Sign me up. This is just such good news. And That's we can like play it this nostalgia. summer. I hope it's July. I think that Cowabunga collection is in June, but I hope they don't launch too close together. Give us a month at least in between because that's you're giving us like 13 or 14 Turtles games in that Cowabunga collection. And like, I don't want to have to rush through those, but I also yeah. don't want all my Turtles games on top of each other. So if you want to go June and August, I'd be fine there because I don't I don't think anything's coming out in August. Um, that I care about right now. So I, I'd be cool with a June and August. Give me Strikers, Mario Strikers, and and TMNT in June, and then Shredder's Revenge in August. I'm a happy guy. Nintendo has moved Xenoblade Chronicles 3 up from September release to July 31st. What do you call the opposite of a delay? Um, a relay? I don't know. I don't know. A bump? A, <laughs> yes. But a there should be a time. I don't even know. I, uh, I'm in. I'm in on this. It's very, very cool. It's a very good move. It tells me Splatoon is probably not ready. And uh, that was going to be the July game because it was last time. And uh, they'll probably move that back to somewhere between September or October, which is totally fine. I don't care about Splatoon. But this also tells me that Nintendo's got a lot of work to do with its second half because we still don't have a new date for Advance Wars. We don't really know a lot of the second half catalog because now we know Breath of the Wild 2 is delayed. Um, we have Pokemon Gen 9, but at the same time, that's November probably. So like, what about October? What about September now? Because you moved a game out of September. What about December? So, and you know, Sparks of Hope, Mario plus Rabbids, the sequel, where's that going to fall? They said 2022. So there's a lot to, that goes on here, but anytime you tell me I'm about to get a game a month and a week early when all this other stuff around us is getting delayed. Hey, good on you, Nintendo. We, we appreciate that. And the last story we have in gaming, Amy Hennig is making a new Star Wars game. Hennig. Hennig is making a new Star Wars game. Do you know who Amy Hennig is? She was. Uh, she wrote Uncharted. Yeah, she created Uncharted. And so um, she has. She was also working on Star Wars, I think, what was it called? 1313. And that was canceled. And so like now we get her vision of a Star Wars game, finally. This is finally some good news from the Star Wars gaming world. I'm finally excited for a project. It is years and years and years and years and years and years off, like just like Eclipse is uh, just, you know, but she writes third person action games that are heavy on story. Look at Uncharted. That's the only, you know what I mean? So um, I am they finished working on the Uncharted game. Then That's I great. am so, so, so excited um, about this that that. Uh, 
you know, it'll probably, I guess it'll be years before we see the fruits of this labor, but damn good team, damn good writer, damn good storyline. I'm in, I'm ready to rock. Let's do a quick story of music before we do our top three and get on out of here with your weekly WADA dance. Gavin dance, unfortunately lost a member, uh, Tim, the bass player, Tim Farik, I believe his name is or Farik, um, has passed away. The band has come out and said, we will still do our tour. We still plan on announcing our album. And then today they announced it. Their new album, Jackpot Juicer, will launch July 29th. Which is, again, they, they kind of, they spoke to um, his his family and they, they, they agreed. They wanted him to push forward with the album. They said that's what he would want, the, the tour, the new album. And I mean, you spoke, I think when they released that, that first single or the first song that we heard was, oh, this is, this is Mothership Vibes. Mm. And such from, heavy mothership vibes and that's to me that was the last album that i loved from them so i'm looking forward to get back in in that kind of you know cd space and hopefully this album rocks just as well yeah i have a really good feeling it's going to i just really really do the They're vibes dope. the vibes that i got man um i mean just like you said mothership all the way which mothership is probably my first or second favorite g uh dgd album so i'm all in on this news i'm all in on this record Rest in peace, Tim. The band will not be the same without you. I no. thought they were some of the best live. It was one of the best live shows I'd ever seen in my life. He's just so energetic on stage. Tillian had broken his leg, so I like didn't get to see him do his thing as much. He was there. He was singing, but he was like standing very still. Uh, um, but yeah, rest in peace, Tim. And this is great news of the record because if what was it called? Um, Syndrome or Synergy? or I can't remember the. The, the first track they had released. But if it's anything like what we've heard already, uh, we're in for an Take absolute treat. It's going to be an absolute treat. It is called Synergy. Yeah. Rob, uh, Rob Dam- Damiani. Oh my God. I cannot read today. He is in a band that we were actually approached to do a review for. I passed on it because I didn't care for his vocals. And then he does guest vocals on the song and they rock. And I was like, <laughs> I think it was like Ro- I think Rocco or Boco or something is the name of the band. I can't remember, but uh, kick ass shit, man. So kudos to Dance Kevin Dance. Congrats on the announcements and thank you for continuing to go through a Swan Fest and your upcoming tour, albeit with your band's enormous loss. Uh, Sam, let's get into our top three for the week before we hit your weekly WADA. Let's talk about our top vacation spots we have never been to but want to. Number three, even though it's around the world, there's more places in this place that like there's so many things. On this island that can kill me, it's Australia. I, I don't know if it's growing up watching the croc, the crocodile, on off the water, African hamster, rest in the world. Shout out to our boy John DeCrosta. John DeCrosta, that was a funny ass bit. But it, it, it looks so beautiful that I, I feel like I have to go. I want to see the Great Barrier Reefs. I want to take that 22 hour plane ride. I can't wait. Uh, I kept it in the States for a couple. <sighs> like, Am I really ever going to get to go to Iceland? Probably not. So I kept it off the list, but I could not keep. Well, actually not in the States. One of them's in the States. One of them's in the other one's in North America. My number three and the place we were supposed to go this September, but I don't think it'll happen. Toronto. Uh, mm. I want to visit the Hockey Hall of Fame. I want to oh, visit there. You'll like it. I want. Yeah, you went. You went to Toronto semi recently past five years. No, I was. I thought I it was while we were doing this. Pod. No, I, I was 19 years old. Get out of Dodge. Swear to God. Wow. Yeah. Um, I want to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I want to go to Degrassi very badly. 
I want to go to the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. So like there's a lot of things. Canada. Canada is is just my oasis. I want to go back so bad. I was at Niagara Falls previously. I was on the American side and we crossed over into Canada, but I never went into the city of Toronto. So I would like to do that now that I'm in my 30s and can appreciate it. Toronto, can't wait to see you one day. Yeah, it, it's definitely worth, I could say, definitely see Niagara Falls once in your life. CN Tower, Hockey Hall of Fame, definitely got to do that. My number two, I got to go to Italy, man. I know my, my dad went there. I think it was, I think it went right before COVID. He went, just the pictures he sent, he sent us wine. It's the best wine I ever had. You always hear the best things about their food. And just being, in, being an Italian, you feel like I just, I kind of want to go back to the home country just to see what all the fuss is about. I want to see all the views, see the smells and just take in the scenery. Mm -hmm. I kept it in the States for my number two, my favorite city that I've never been to and have no basis for it being my favorite city. I cannot wait. One day I'll get there. I don't know how, because I hate airplanes and it's a far flight. Get me to Seattle. Oh, that's I, doable. That's I, doable. I want to go to Seattle so bad, but I just you go to a wanna... concert festival in Seattle. It'll be fine. You, you just, could definitely hit that up. I just don't want to get on a death trap airplane. I hate them. Um, but I want to go to Seattle very badly. I love the rain. I love the atmosphere. I love the, from what I've seen, I love the vibe of the restaurants and the downtown atmosphere. And I, I just, Seattle has always kind of been my happy place. If I didn't live in Philly, I would bet you I'd be a Northwest kind of guy, cold and rainy. That's my spot. Interesting. My number one is actually a place that Kelly and I are saving up to. It is Hawaii. I been trying to go here for a long time. I know it is not cheap and especially now airfare is crazy, but it's again, it's, I, I want to go to a white Sandy beach. I have to go to this Island. I've always, I've heard great things of Hawaii um, obviously Bora Bora to me, that's like, I'm, I'm not rich enough to Bora Bora. I mean, that could have been number one, but I figured why I kind of have a shot on because there's actually a hotel in that I, I can actually stay into place. I work, it kind of helps out. But again, just all the views you hear to take the rainforest hikes, to go cave dying, cave exploring and snorkeling. Maybe, I don't know. My fear of sharks is real, but I do kind of want to, I definitely want to go do something out there in the water. Maybe some fishing or something like that. But again, another far plane ride. But I, I just want to be on the white sandy beaches of Hawaii. I don't think I'll ever get to this place in my life. Ah, something in me. Maybe one day I'll just get on the plane. Maybe when I'm old and I'm going to die soon anyway. So I don't care as much about airplanes and I can get over my fear. Um, Tokyo. Mm. Ah, I want that life. Yeah. I want the life. I want the I, Japanese culture to me is fascinating. It's something that I just am hooked on and I get as much of it here in the States as I possibly can. And I just want to, I want to live there if I could. So internationally, the only place I guess you can call Toronto internationally, but like outside of the continent of North America, the mm. only place I want to go, the only place I would live outside of America <laughs> And it's like the furthest plane ride too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good luck. Not great, not great. The chances are not great, but maybe one day, my yeah. friend. Uh, Sam, bring us home with your weekly wada. Weekly wada. So <clears throat> I've had this, not this exact copy, but versions of the game on it. So this will be kind of quick. This is the Adventures of Batman and Robin, but this one is the European version. Mm. This is the clamshell assembled in the UK. This is the Sega Mega Drive. 
for me to get this graded by WADA, I had to contact them because they didn't even have this game in their database. I had them to get them to add um, this Mega Drive and the Mega CD Drive. The other one I have is a Mega CD. That's the uh, 7.5 complete in box. This one is a 9.4 A-plus seal. So I remember when I bought it from the guy, he said that he never he never played it once. And when I got it, I was like, man, he, he wasn't lying. So when I sent it in to them, it was originally going to be a CIP because in internationally, UK versions, they don't have like the Saran ramp like we do. They just have like a Sega sticker, which this still has. And after Wada got it, I got an email saying, hey, great news. Our head graders are going to um, grade this as a sealed game because this game was never opened it was never even taken out of the damn cartridge that it comes out of the piece the book they said everything was mint so i was ecstatic and they were like you should be because this is the only one on the census so i know one had just released um pop reports for like the game boy game boy color game boy advanced um i think it was like four other systems um they said in the coming weeks they should be releasing playstation one playstation two and I believe in the next month or two, they also should be um, be able accepting more modern games. I did see PS3, PS4, PS5 on the Nintendo, list. Nintendo Switch, all that good stuff. N- yep. Nintendo was Switch on the list. Yeah, it was. I know Switch I, on the list. I know Game Game Gear still wasn't on the list. That was, that was the only one. PC probably won't be on the list. That'll probably be the last one they add, just because there are a gazillion PC games out there. So I don't expect that anytime soon. But it's good to see that Watt has been true to their word. They said they were going to release pop reports. They were going to release more modern games in, I think, quarter one. So they're they, they, April, they, they, they're just kind of getting there. Maybe maybe a month late. But this is a 9.4 A-plus seal. Came out in 1995. This was the port of the 1994 Super NES. This was based on the 1992 Batman the Animated Series. Developed by Clockwork Tortoise. Music composed by Jesper KYD. And this was actually written by Paul Dini. Did a lot of this. Again, I've said this before. If you look up Batman the Animated Series, the lost tight, the lost episode, this is where the 17 minutes of the footage is in the game. Um, I, I don't expect that. Well, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out if there's ever another sealed one. I, I can't, ex- I just don't know how they would survive. I don't know how this one survived, but I'm honored to have the only one right now on the pop report is The Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Sega Mega Drive. Sega Mega Drive is just, is it the Genesis from Europe, or is it the the 8-bit console from before the Genesis? I think it's just the European I, Genesis. The Mega I, Drive. That, that's what I think it is, yes. Yeah, I'm trying to think the of European, what? yep. Because I'm looking here, it says Genesis was released, blah, 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 Jesper. So to me, it's the, but then there's the Sega is CD it, version. No, no, is it is it is the case white with blue checkering? No, the case okay. is... And it's the blue. Sega Mega Drive is the Genesis from Europe. Yep. I'm trying to think of what the other... The old 8-bit Sega console is. I can't think of it right now. Uh, the EverDrive, maybe? I can't remember. But, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 280. Again, 281 is dropping on Monday because we're doing Better Call Saul stuff in there and we don't want the uh, episode to be moot by the time Monday night's episode 3 happens. So, if you're a Better Call Saul fan, tune in on Monday for our t- episode 281 that will be our Better Call Saul episode one and two review and recap and episode three preview and death predictions and season six stuff. So look forward to that, everybody. We will see you in two weeks if you're not a Better Call Saul fan for episode 282. But see you Monday for episode 281. Have a
good vacation.